0: This is a very special day today, amen, it's called Pentecost Sunday, amen, Pentecost is not a denomination, amen, but it's a day on the calendar, we're thankful for it, amen, what a special day, amen, praise God, Acts chapter 2, read verses 1 through 4, so good to see Aaron Davis in church, God bless him, able to be here, amen. Amen. Acts 2 and 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. That means they all had their mindset was all the same in one place. Amen. still we still need to gather together. Amen. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody say they were all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the capital S. The Holy Spirit. The Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Praise God. Today is that day. And I just want to preach, talk to you for a little while. Amen. Happy birthday to the church. Amen. Praise God. Happy birthday to the church. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands. Lift your voices. Let's cry out to Him right now. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. Come on, keep that prayer burning for just a moment come on prayer warriors help me pray right now in the name of Jesus we love you God we praise you we thank you for what you've done for us thank you Lord for giving us this opportunity today come on is anybody thankful for truth today are you thankful for truth today are you thankful there was a day of Pentecost? Are you thankful there was an outpouring of the Spirit of God? Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. Now, everybody clap your hands to the Lord as a way of worship one more time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I I, I just was praying and, and the Lord just kept. Putting this thought on my mind all week, it's, amen, just happy birthday. <laughs> amen, happy birthday to the church. Amen. Most scholars will tell us that the crucifixion of Jesus was in the year 33 A.D., and he was crucified on a Friday, just a few hours before the, before the evening, before the Sabbath would have begun of that Passover week. And then the Bible teaches us that on the third day, which would have been Sunday, the first day of the week, he came up out of the ground, out of that grave. Thank the Lord. Amen. And the Bible teaches us that he appeared unto the disciples for, everybody say, 40 days. 40 days. days He was teaching them of the kingdom and teaching them and trying to put all the pieces together, the puzzle, because... He had only been with them about three, maybe three and a half years. And and now he was handing over the responsibility of the, the teaching and the preaching and the managing of what would become the church of the living God. He began to talk to them specifically now when he used to talk to them in parables and, and maybe things to make them search and scratch around to figure out what he was talking about. All of a sudden... In these 40 days, he gets real plain. He begins to tell them about what is about to happen. Amen. And then when the, at the end of the 40 days, he tells them, I want you to go back to Jerusalem, and I want you to wait for the promise of the Father. Amen. I, I, if you're going to get something from God, you're still going to have to have faith right. to believe you can get something. Amen. We read this Bible in hindsight and we look back and we see exactly what they were going to get. We see the Holy Ghost, the outpouring and all that. But these disciples didn't know exactly what was about to happen. Matter of fact, nobody knows what's going to happen right before you get the Holy Ghost. Amen. It don't matter how much people tell you and explain to you this is what it's going to be like. Amen. This is what you're going to feel like. This is what's going to happen and all this. You still have no idea what it's going to be like uh, until it falls upon you. Uh, Amen. And when it falls upon you, uh, you're going to think, Why did I wait so long uh, to get this beautiful Holy Ghost? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. So here we are, these people. The Bible explains it was about 120 people, all the disciples minus the one that, uh, had kind of hung him out to dry there. And so uh, there was a few women that was there. And his uh, Jesus' brothers was there. And the Bible says the total, sum total was 120 people. And so this 120 people began to hang out in a room for 10 more days. Amen. Waiting for the promise of the Lord. Amen. It's so beautiful when people just get their mind made up and they... and. Amen. Let me tell you, you have to get some patience sometime when you're waiting on God. Amen. You you can't tell God when he's going to do something and how he's going to do something. Uh, Amen. He's still sovereign. He's still in control. Uh, It don't matter if you need the Holy Ghost, you need a healing, you need a financial miracle, whatever you need. You need companionship. You can't tell God when he's going to do it. Uh, You just got to hang out in the promise, uh, loving on him until it happens. Amen. And this was 10 days later. There was a day. This is called Pentecost. It was the 50th day from the Passover. And Pentecost means 50 actually if you want to know what it means. And so they didn't know that was going to be the day. They were just being obedient to the word of God. I'm telling you obedience will get you a long way down the road. Amen. Putting all your feelings aside and Oh, you're well. I tried and it didn't work. Well, get over that, just go back to the altar again, uh, amen. Day after day after day after day, they're waiting, uh, amen. Why are you waiting? Because Jesus said there's a promise. Uh, hey, oh, I feel something special in this house today, uh, hallelujah. And what I began to read was on the tenth day, the Bible said. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, maybe that means the sun was completely up. Amen. The Holy Ghost fell upon all that place. Let me tell you, when God moves, it don't take long. Because the Bible said it was suddenly. Amen. You may have prayed all your life, and you're thinking maybe I don't have enough time for God to do what he's promised me. God don't need much time. I said, God don't need much time. All he needs is somebody willing to hang in there until he does it. And the Holy Ghost fell upon all of them and it was such a beautiful experience. The Bible said there was cloven tongues, which means a a split. Cloven means split. It means two, a cloven tongue-like. Fire that set up on each of them. What was that for? It was God showing people. uh, Amen. You're not just going to speak your native language when you get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. They may have speak Aramaic when they walked in, but by the time they walked out, they were speaking in tongues that they didn't know. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Thank God for something that's real, huh? Hey man, I ain't talking about tongues that somebody teaches you how to speak. Uh, I'm not talking about tongues you learned in kindergarten. Uh, I'm talking about when the Spirit gives the utterance uh, when you can't speak in English anymore. Uh, Oh, it's real, it's real. I know it's real. Uh, How do you know it's real? Because it happened to me. Uh, How do you know it's real? Because it happened to everybody else I ever was with uh, when they got it. What does the Holy Ghost do? It makes you love everybody. I said it makes you love everybody. People you used to hate, you love them now. Amen. It makes you think, oh my, I need to clean some things up. Amen. A clean spirit will make you clean things up. Hey, man, you can't become holy without the Holy Ghost. Uh, you can't make people live right without the Spirit of God in them. Uh, hey, I, I don't think it's the church's job to beat people up. I think it's our job to pray them through to the Holy Ghost. Uh, hey, man, show them how to get that power. Uh, how, Hey, when they get that power, you won't have to feed them baby food anymore. When they get that power. Just give me that real Holy Ghost, God. I'm not talking about that Holy Ghost where they say, you just repeat after me and poof, you got it. And you don't know you got it. Don't know when you lost it. Don't know what it felt like. Nothing changed. You got the same old. Habits and addictions and chains on you. Amen. But I'm talking about the Holy Ghost that was in the book of Acts. I'm talking about a real experience. I'm talking about an experience when they looked at them, they said, these men are full of, they're full of new wine. They're drunk. Uh, Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. When you get the Holy Ghost, it's going to change your countenance. Amen. Praise God. You get happy. Amen. You love people. Man, you don't mind sitting by some beside somebody on this side of the church or that side, and you, you don't wait till they're seated before you find your seat to make sure it's a long ways off. You don't watch it online to make sure they're in that corner so you can sneak in. The Holy Ghost make you love everybody. The Holy Ghost will take the racism out of your spirit. Uh, I feel like preaching to the church. Amen. God, do it again on this day of Pentecost. Uh, Give us a fresh anointing. Pour it out one more time, God. Amen. And this was the birth. Everybody say the birth. The birth of the church. The year is 2023 right now. The Bible said it was the year 33 AD basically is what my timeline said that that all this happened which would make it 1,990 years old today. Happy birthday to the church. Been around a long time. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And 1,990 years later, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Uh, are you getting the idea God's church is gonna be around? Uh, you're getting the idea it don't matter what comes against it. Uh, no matter what devil in hell tries to destroy it. Uh, the Bible said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church uh, hey. my Bible timeline shows me the Garden of Eden and the creation of man and woman was right around 4000 B.C. My timeline shows me that Abraham about 2000 B.C. 2000 years later Abraham was called out and the uh, Abrahamic covenant was established that they would be the people of God that would be handed the oracles of God that his seed would be blessed and everybody in the world would be blessed because of Abraham that was 2,000 years after the garden my Bible tells me 2,000 years after that there was a baby born in Bethlehem named Jesus Christ yeah. <laughs> Woo who would walk around feeding the hungry and healing the sick, uh, casting devils out of people, uh, amen, who began to talk to his disciples and tell them what was about to happen. uh, There's about to be a church born. amen. And what we began to read today was the birth of the church, and now here we are almost 2,000 years later. Seems like every 2,000 years something miraculous and Something big begins to happen. I don't know about you, but it feels like something's in the air around us. I said, it feels like something big is about to happen. You know what it feels like? It feels like it's time to get in the ark, it feels like it's time to quit playing games and go ahead and get in the ark. Tell you what it feels like. feels like it's time to make sure there's no spot or wrinkle in your wedding garments. It feels like it's time to get off the fence. Amen, getting kind of quiet in the house already. Amen, it feels like it's time to let bygones be bygones. It feels like it's time to bury the hatchet. It it feels like it's time to forgive everybody that ever done you wrong. It feels like it's time to get the bitterness out of your spirit and say, hey, I want to be right with God. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. The church... It's made up of many parts. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, describes it like this For as the body is one, everybody say one, and hath many members. He's talking about your body, the human body. And all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. (laughs) The body of Christ. Many members. The Bible said, For by one Spirit, capital S Spirit, the Holy Spirit, are we all baptized into one body? Amen. How do you get in the church? You're baptized into the church. Oh, uh, where did I fill out a card so I can be a member? We don't fill out cards to be a member of God's church. Uh, you're baptized into God's church. Uh, We couldn't keep you out if we wanted to uh, when God says so. Hang on now. He said whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free uh, and have all been made to drink into one spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, for the body is not one member but many. Woo, hallelujah. How do I get into the church? Let me tell you how you get into the church. Amen. It's an experience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You should have been there when I prayed through. The church was on fire. And the Holy Ghost too. From the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I felt the Spirit moving all over me. Hey, man, what are you talking about? Hey, man, when you get in, you're going to know you're in. When God gets a hold of you, you're going to know he got a hold of you. It's going to be joy unspeakable and full. Because you're going to get happy all of a sudden. You may not have any money in your pocket, but you're still going to be happy. Why are you so happy? Because I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul. Come on, let's love him together right now. Hallelujah. Man, to be a part of the body of Christ, you don't just identify as a Christian there's a baptism amen a baptism an immersion Jesus describes it to Nicodemus like this verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God everybody say he won't be able to see it Nicodemus said to him how can a man be born when he's old can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born and Jesus answered verily verily I say unto thee except a man be born of water and of the capital S the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God Jesus said you ain't gonna see it and you ain't gonna enter in until you're born again That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Amen. And that which is born of the capital S again. Spirit is spirit. Jesus said, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Amen. The wind blows where it listeth. That means where it wants to. And you hear the sound thereof. But you cannot tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth. You don't know where it came from. You don't know where it's going, uh, but you hear the sound. Uh, and Jesus says, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Uh, let me tell you, when you get this born again experience like this Bible said, uh, there's going to be a sound come out of your mouth. Uh, there's going to be a phoné. Eh? You're going to begin to speak in a language uh, you never heard before. Uh. You tell, let me take it a little bit further somebody's probably going to have to tell you you were speaking in tongues uh, because your mind's going to be somewhere up in the third heaven Uh, you probably ain't going to know what was happening to you, uh, you oh I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today let this Holy Ghost flow today God hallelujah hallelujah amen Praise God. Twenty two years ago, amen, it happened to me. Amen, ran from God for a long time. God got a hold of me. Amen. Thank God for something real. I hope it gets a hold of everybody in this room today. Before we leave here, I hope everybody's full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But we got to remember that the body of Christ is made up of many parts, many pieces, and many members. And these pieces are called human beings. Hallelujah. Uh, you, you could say it like this. They are a fallen man. You say it like this, they are vessels of clay. Amen. God created a group and assembly. He called it the ecclesia. In the Greek, it was the assembly of people. It was parts and pieces of different people with different talents and different abilities. Amen. But what you have to remember is all these pieces and parts and members. They all have the ability to fail. Amen. They all have the ability to fault sometimes. And they all have the ability to disappoint sometimes. And because of that, there are people that walk around their life and they're hurt by the church. Hurt by the parts and the pieces and the members. Praise God. Amen. Today's the church's birthday though. I want to tell you something. The church has always had disagreements. The church has always had times of frustration. Amen. But you just got to learn how to deal with life. You got to learn how to get your eyes on a city. You got to learn how to put the blinders on and forget about everything else around you. And make up your mind. I didn't come to the church to win friends and influence people, but I came to the church because I had one purpose I wanted to make it to heaven. And I wanted to take my family with me. Hey man, I'm going to try to help somebody today. Ma'am, you don't, you don't get upset and quit the church because one of the body parts quit functioning like you thought they ought to function. Next, the sixth chapter, we see a fight of the Grecians. These are the widows, the Grecians and the Hebrew widows. You know what they were fighting over? The food bank. Yeah, right. If I could say it like that. The Grecians were Jews that had left the old Jewish religion and basically were what they called Hellenized by the Greeks. But then when the gospel of Jesus Christ come, they accepted that, received the Holy Ghost. And these other Jews received the Holy Ghost. And now you got... These widows and these widows. Amen. One of them thought the other one was being treated better. Oh, woe is me. Somebody's getting treated better than me. Amen. Somebody's getting to sing more than I'm getting to sing. Hey, Sister Alicia, how are you doing? I see you back there. Oh, Lord, somebody's getting to play more than I'm getting to play. You see how talented I am? I don't know why. I'm not on the schedule more. Well, hallelujah. I was at the table the other day and I looked at the phone and pastor was texting him. He didn't text me that day. I'm Let me tell you, as long as the body parts are humanity, there's always going to be frustrations. There's always gonna be things that you can allow to upset you if you want to. Uh, There's always gonna be things that will ruffle your feathers uh, if you allow it to. Uh, But I come to remind you, that ain't why we came here. When you walked through the doors, you wouldn't. Well, I feel like preaching this church right now. Uh, Hey, man, you know what you need to learn to do? Uh, Just get over some things, Uh, you know what you need to do? Put some things on the altar. If you're upset about something, don't get on Facebook and post, well, they did this. I can't believe they did this to my brother and my son. Talking about my grandpa. Talking about my kids. I can't believe it. Sure don't mess with my grandchildren. Can't believe they said that about my grandchildren. Yeah, they did, but it's going to be okay because we still got an altar in Bethel. Maybe they were right. Maybe they were wrong. It don't really matter. We still got an altar in Bethel, and I'm just going to go back to the altar, and I'm going to touch God one more time. Hallelujah. Amen. It's just, it's the church. Everybody say it's the church. Paul takes his first missionary journey. He takes this guy named Barnabas with him. Takes a young guy named John Mark. John Mark's somewhere along the way. He just, I don't know if he gets homesick, missing mama, or maybe he had a girlfriend back in Jerusalem. I don't know. Somewhere in the missionary journey, he says, Hey, I'm checking out. I'm going back home. Well, Paul gets all puffed up. You told me we was going to do this deal. He gets all mad. John Mark just goes ahead and goes back home. They begin to take another missionary journey. Paul's getting ready to go again. Barnabas, come on. Barnabas says, hey, let's take John Mark again. Paul says, "Uh uh-uh. I got something in my spirit against that guy. You got to learn how to read between the lines. No, we're not taking him. He left me the first time. The Bible says they start getting into it. I don't know what was said, but I got a feeling Barnabas said, You know what, Paul? You need to get over it. You don't need to get bitter because the boy, just let him come back and do it again. Paul said, No, he ain't going. These two great men, Barnabas and Paul, brother, they're in a. They're so mad at each other. Paul said, well, I'll forget you. You ain't even going. I'll take Silas. Hey, I'm talking about the members of the church. I'm talking about the leaders of the church. Forget you. I'll just take Silas. Well, you read the Bible, Paul and Silas, they had a few good revivals. God showed up. Barnabas takes John Mark and they go have revival. Well, you know, we're always trying to figure out who's wrong. You need to quit figuring out who's wrong. Because right. we know who's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's multiple people in it, just I just assume God's right and we're all liars. I mean I didn't just pull that out thin air. <laughs> Man. A few years later. Paul's older. Mark's proved himself. Come to find out, he wasn't such a loser after all. He writes the gospel of Mark. Praise God. A few years later, Paul's needing some help. and He writes a letter back. You know what? Uh, Why don't you go ahead and send Mark. Come over and help me. Praise God. Boy, I could just stop and preach. I want to tell you something. When there's all this garbage, I don't even know any garbage going on. I'm just preaching in case the garbage starts. No, oh, somebody's mad at somebody. Amen. You know what would be awesome? If you just let some water go under the bridge for a while. <laughs> You know, water under the bridge will take care of a whole lot of things. Uh, just, just some prayer meetings and a little bit of time. and usually God to work things out. People make mistakes. John Mark, he made a mistake by quitting on the missionary journey going back home, but somewhere he went back home and God must have started pulling on his heart again. Amen, because somebody makes a mistake, we don't need to write them off forever. Because somebody has a weak moment, uh, let's not just write them off forever. Uh, amen. Come on, church. Uh, it would be wonderful if we learn to find the good in people. Praise God. we looking for a perfect church. There will be none of us here. It be a pretty empty building this morning. Thank God for people with patience. Amen. Parents with patience. Amen. Pastors with patience. Friends with patience. Husbands and wives with patience. <laughs> I'm just talking about the church. I'm trying to. Paul realized that later in his life maybe I should have been a little more patient with that young kid. Because that guy is a probably the it's the shortest gospel but it's got more stuff packed into it probably than all of them. The gospel according to Mark. Man Paul one day he gets something else in his crawl. He sees Simon Peter coming to hang out with the Gentiles and he does things a certain way. And then when he goes back to where the Jews are he he changes, you know. Boy, <laughs> Paul seen that boy. got him fired up. He got up in his face. These are the two leaders of the church. The apostle unto the Gentiles and the apostle unto the Jews. Simon Peter and the apostle Paul are like this. He said, you ain't nothing but a hypocrite. Well, I can't come back to church. They called me something, I think. They at least looked at me funny. i tell you something. If you're going to be in God's house, you're going to have to grow some thicker skin. Because just because people get the Holy Ghost, they don't grow wings. Become angels. We're still humanity. Sometimes people don't pray every day like the pastor tells them to. Sometimes they don't get a breakthrough on Sunday morning and Sunday night like they're encouraged to do. Hey, I'm talking to you about the kingdom of God. I'm talking to you about the church. Help us, God. There's always been trouble in the church. But you can't focus on the trouble. You you can't allow the trouble to control your mind. The backsliders are the ones that let the trouble control them. Every person sitting on these pews, uh, they've already walked through some things. And they're still here. The people that are going to make it are the ones that are going to endure to the end. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So if you say, I, I wish I'd have been alive in the Bible days. You probably don't. Amen. You're probably blessed to be right here right now. Amen. Throughout time, there's been trouble. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a man named uh, Jacob? Four wives... Twelve boys and one girl. I could just say that. I can tell you that man had some trouble. Praise God. Tell you, he said, "You give one of them a coat of many colors, and don't give the rest some nothing else." Let me tell you, that's dysfunctional. <laughs> My mama, poor mama, y'all pray for her day. She's doing a lot better. It come, or whatever time. It come time to get us all something. It didn't matter. She, we got the exact same sweater. The exact same popcorn or whatever. He's so worried. She, I guess you just around a bunch of people, kids and they're all fighting. You just you get smart and you just try not to. She did all she could do. Well, there was one of them that got something different, but that's another story. We'll talk about that later on. But for the majority, it wasn't better. It was just different probably. Amen. Praise God. We got camouflage, and one of them got a Charlie Brown sweater. I didn't want Charlie Brown sweater so really anyway, so I never was messed up about it. I was glad to have my camera fly. It was just dysfunctional. Four wives, two of them were real wives, two of them were wives that your wives got for you. This is a problem. And you only liked one of the wives. You didn't even like the other one that got you another one. So. When you're going back home, you put the ones you like the least in front in case Esau kills them, and you put them in order. They, they put me at the wrong end of the line. It's okay. There have been a bunch of good people got put at the wrong end of the line. I'm not here because of the order of the line. I'm here waiting for a trumpet to blow. I'm here waiting to be raptured out of this place. Hallelujah. Man, I got to hurry up. I just want to talk to you about problems. The church is made out of people. Everybody say people. people. You ever seen a person that didn't have no problems? you do, send me their number. I'd, maybe I could get some of those vibes. No, a man that is born a woman is a few days full of trouble. It's just, it's just who it is. This is what I was praying. This is what the Lord told me to preach about. And I've got just a few minutes. And I know I'm standing between you and barbecue. And I, and I know my position. You know, when you go to a birthday party, that person may have done you wrong in 1974, you know, (laughs) they may have wrote something on Facebook, didn't put your name on it, but you just assumed it was you, you know, they may have took your parking spot. Or they may have took your pew. Praise God. Amen. There's something about a special occasion that just, when you go to the birthday party, it's just kind of, it's more festive, you know. And instead of thinking about everything that's wrong with that person, your mind somehow begins to think about things you like about them. Praise go. One, two, come on. <laughs> 198 silent treatments. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not here for the clap. It's kind of like special occasions. You just, it's almost like a moment where you can just reset. You ever notice that? That's why I'm preaching about birthdays and not funerals because you can't reset at a funeral. I hate it when people are at funerals and they and they say, well, me and Pops, we fought all the time, but I sure loved him. No, you didn't. You're late to say that. So we're talking about birthday parties right now. A birthday party is a chance to, like, reset. You know, when people are mad at each other, what they're... What they wish was that there was just like an opportunity, like it could just phew, hit the reset button. Praise God, praise the Lord. Man, it is quiet in here. Praise the God. Special times, and I think God gives people opportunity to to work things out. You know, really the further things go, the harder it gets, and the more a root of bitterness springs up with time, and I thought about occasions where, you know, like when my brothers would have a birthday party, we were just like, we were all best friends. I mean, we might have been like throwing rocks at each other yesterday, (laughs) fighting and Yesterday or five minutes ago it was like it was a moment like a, a chance to just reset hey happy birthday to and everybody loves everybody praise God this is just a, a little elementary thought because God deals with my elementary mind that he gave me yesterday this is the church's birthday party Today, 1,000, I think, 990 years ago, if the people are right, the church was born. And here we are at the birthday party. Praise God. Here we are thinking about another chance. Praise God. Boy, I know I'm on the right place now. (laughs) it done got right and tight and quiet. And... Thank the Lord. Think about if you walked into the birthday party of the Ecclesia today. And you just begin to think. I'm not going to think about what's happened to me bad. I'm not going to dwell on what happened to me. I'm going to forget. Forget everything that happened to me. Because if you really think about it. If people really thought about everything the church did for them good. And how little it was the things that may have happened to them that was not nice or right or If you think about all the church helped you with. What a great day to just hit the reset button. What a great day. At a birthday party for the church. To forget about everything people did wrong to you. Come on, think about it. Where would you be today without the church of the living God? Was it working for you out there? Amen. I love the church. I said I love the church. Why do you love the church? Because I'd be lost without the church. I would be on my way to a red-hot hell without the church. I'd probably already be dead without the church. It was the church that taught me about the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Not even on borrowed time yet. It was the church that taught me about Acts 2.38. It was the church that taught me to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It was the church when I was a total wreck and I walked in the door. It was the church that was there with open arms. It was the church uh, that invited me in. Uh, It was the church that made me feel welcome uh, when the world had already thrown me to the side. Uh, It was the church that didn't hold things against me. Well, I feel like shouting. It was the church that taught me To follow peace with all men. What do you? It was the church that taught me, uh, "Hey, get your attitude under control." It was the church that taught me, uh, "Hey, pray for those that despitefully use you." It was the church that taught me how to dig out a well of prayer. Uh, Where would I be without the church? uh? Stand together with me. I'm going to. I've got so much. Praise God. So much, oh Lord. God's good. God's good. It was the church that taught me how to live a holy life. It was the church that taught me hey, when you start playing with the world. You're not going to feel the presence of God. It was the church when I began to struggle that would keep pulling me. Come on. It was the church that was always there. It was the church that was I don't even know if we had text back in those days that was calling me. "Hey, how you doing, man? Had you on my mind today. Hope you got the victory. It wasn't the government calling me. It was the church calling me. I began to start my own business. And it was the church that was saying, man, you can do it. Man, you, man you, could, you could turn this city upside down. It was the church that was helping me. It's the church that was talking to me. Praise God. Praise God. Church ain't the building, but when I'd walk in that building, I could always feel that the church had been there. Amen. Somebody had been there praying. Amen. It's the church it was the people who'd been there digging it out when I didn't know how to break through when I didn't know what I was even looking for when I was just hurt it was the church that put their hand on my back come on brother God loves you It wasn't the world saying they loved me. It was the church. I don't care what. Hey, I I, I love the church. I love it so much. That there ain't a part of the body, a member of the body, that could cause me to disconnect. Disconnect. Oh, God. You realize how silly that would be? For a hand to say, go ahead and chop me off. Because that ear is just stopped up and ain't, it ain't doing what it's supposed to do. Chop, Chop me off. What? That's the rationale people use. When they look around. Well, that one ain't doing... Well, that one. Forget that one. God made you the hand. Just be the hand. Thank God. You connected me to the church, God. Amen. There's all kind of people in our world. They're offended at the church. Some of them get offended when the church begins to preach the Word of God. Some of them get mad over things that happen. And they can't get over it. (laughs) They can't get over it. I heard this little phrase the other day, this melody. Y'all don't even know what it means. It may mean something bad, but I'm going to make it good right now. Dumb ways to die. You hear me? To be bitter. To lose out on heaven. Because of a member... of the church dumb way to die I love the church come on why don't we celebrate the church today why don't you celebrate what the church has done for you right now come on why don't you reset some things in your spirit Oh, you've been good. Come on, why don't we come and pray as many as can come. I want there to be a heartfelt thanksgiving for the things that God has done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my brother. Thank you for my sister. Thank you for putting me in this place. This power. Thank you for the comforter that I found because of the church thank you for the joy that I found because of the church thank you for the strength found in my soul because of the church come on why don't you join up with somebody next to you come on join your faith with their faith you're joining the church right now You're joining to a member of the church. And you're gonna join your faith with their faith. Come on, we need each other. We need God to help us. (laughs) Come on, prayers. Come on, prayer. Come on, prayer. Spring forth in this house. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Come on, help somebody pray for a few moments. Come on, we are the ecclesia. Come on, the assembly. God's people. The church.